Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. The underrated running backs are piling in on the text line. Obviously, you can chime in. 913-576-7610, the Jays Southland Toast Service text line. We did a topic earlier where I was reading an article that I found on Twitter that said, who is the most underrated running back of all time? And it wasn't unanimous, but it was quite surprising how many people said Jamal Charles was the most underrated running back of all time? And the names that are coming in are Warwick Dunn, Tiki Barber, Corey Dillon, Jonathan Stewart, Deuce McAllister. Is Frank Gore, is he up there? Or is he just like underappreciated? Uh, both. I think he's, he's underappreciated, but he should be on that list too. I mean, the guy played he for played, 40 yeah. years. <laughs> he played until he was like 55. Yeah. So I don't know if, like, you consider that underrated for, like, time of longevity in the in the NFL. I don't know. Oh, man, finally they have the Honda Classic on. Sorry. Julio, I've been – I had the golf channel on. I was wondering why I was watching Jim Furyk and uh, Jimenez play, but I've been trying to catch up on this Honda Classic. I've heard of him. You know. You should uh, check out this Jimenez guy. He is quite hilarious. Smokes a cigar on the tour. Seniors tour and uh, has probably one of the greatest warm up routines in the history of golf. Um, Do tell, expand on that, please. So, like, he just like does like a wiggle where he puts his like putter out and he like keeps his knees together and he does like a, I don't know, like a, a pelvic a little shimmy. It's pretty interesting. I actually do a little bit of it before I warm up because it does kind of get that lower back uh, a little loose, but. Earlier in tonight's show, if you missed it, it's on the podcast page on 610sports.com. Pete Sweeney joined us and kind of changed the mood or the direction of our conversation about Matt Nagy joining the staff today as a senior assistant and quarterbacks coach. He had this to say. I tend to think that this is the man, uh, and who knows how many years it'll be, two, three, four, five years. I think Nagy is the guy that the Chiefs, ultimately see as the next head coach in line. He has those connections to uh, Brett Veach from college at Delaware. He's going to get a few years now closely working with Patrick Mahomes. So when Andy Reid, who's in his 60s, calls it quits, they'll have an in-house candidate uh, that they really like in Matt Nagy. So it kind of opened up Pandora's box of what today was and what today kind of reflects on when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously today, like we just mentioned, Matt Nagy, was announced as a offensive assistant slash quarterbacks coach. In a nutshell, he's Mike Kafka from last year. The thing that's interesting about this is that Matt Nagy 
was here in 2017 when Mahomes was drafted. And to give kind of a full-on look into what this kind of looks like from my point of view, and then we mix in Pete Sweeney's point of view, and then give you the end-all, be-all of this conversation at this 8 o'clock hour, is Matt Nagy, when he left, never really got to, from what I can tell, get his hands dirty with Patrick Mahomes. Now, that saying is all positive. There's no negative behind that. Because Alex Smith was the quarterback, and if we go back and we remember that year, week 17, Broncos, Chiefs, prior to that game, the entire season was kind of a little bit of a maj page of what this season was, was is Andy Reid calling the plays or is Matt Nagy calling the plays? Because before that, a lot of people were like, oh, Doug Peterson's calling the plays. Well, what makes you think Doug Peterson's calling the plays? Because we know. Okay. Is Matt Nagy calling the plays? The offense was a little bit shot at the beginning of the season. Now the offense is starting to turn around a little bit more. Okay, Matt Nagy is calling the plays. And then week 17 happened, and there was a little bit of reporting being done that Andy Reid was going to call the plays in that final game, which then gave everyone the initiative to move forward and say, okay, so it was Nagy the whole year. Because as you listened to the interview earlier that Pete Sweeney and I did on this show tonight at 7 o'clock, Matt Nagy was going to focus on the next week of the playoffs because the Chiefs have already locked in a playoff. Denver was already mailing its team off. They were ready to go on vacation. They weren't going to be in the playoffs. They were having a tough year. And, of course, you remember Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid set the world on fire, and then they put in Tyler Bray. The Chiefs lost the lead. They put back Patrick Mahomes. He drives them all the way down. They kick a field goal, and they win the game, and the (laughs) the world of Patrick Mahomes begins, right? So that makes me think that there shouldn't be any chemistry issues because the one guy that helped Patrick Mahomes figure out the NFL, not football, not technique, nothing like that, but the NFL, what the NFL is going to try to do to you is blank was Alex Smith. And the guy that Alex Smith listened to for quite some time in Kansas city was Matt Nagy and Matt Nagy then put a lot of that emphasis in Alex Smith's game, who then put it into Patrick Mahomes's game, who has now put it into his game and they meet four years later, five years later. Patrick Mahomes since then has gone to four AFC championship games. He's gone to two Super Bowls. He's won an MVP. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. And he's going to continue to do that as long as he is Patrick Mahomes. And now he's going to get Matt Nagy humbled back home. As Pete Sweeney called it, you move off to college. Things don't go well. You got to come back and say, I flunked out. I got to move back in, mom and dad. That's kind of what Matt Nagy's doing. And the way that I kind of coined it was that Matt Nagy got to see this brand new toy. Got to see all of it. See what he did, his tricks, his this, his that. And then he was gone. And he got Mitchell Trubisky. So now what they are doing and what it looks like with Pete Sweeney, you can see this earlier on Twitter, at Pete Sweeney, 
from what he likes to think is that they're kind of setting Matt Nagy up in this montageous type of role where it is, hey, it didn't work out as head coach. It's all right. We're going to make you the quarterback's coach, the senior assistant to the offensive coordinator and head coach. And after this year, we're going to set Eric Bieniemy free. We're going to let him go try to be an offensive coordinator or a head coach somewhere else. Maybe that'll be the year that it happens. And then you're our offensive coordinator. And then when Andy Reid is officially done coaching, that maybe after all this time, after all this polishness, after all this effort to get Matt Nagy back to the position that he needs to be at, you make an in-house hire, and Matt Nagy is the coach of this team after working with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator for a couple years, and then the career is revamped. How it plays out, that I don't know. But I know if there's anybody that can get somebody in a humbled situation, revamped, and back on their two feet, it's Andy Reid because it's happened to him. Andy Reid had a great time in Philadelphia for a long time. Andy Reid, if you remember, went to four straight NFC Championship games. Won Super Bowl and lost to New England. Andy Reid was the head honcho in Philadelphia. Head of operations, general manager, head coach, had it all, did it all, and then it came crashing fast, and he was out. In Philadelphia. Andy Reid has then moved to Kansas City. Andy Reid has been nothing but successful in Kansas City. Turned a franchise around. Finally got his quarterback. Got a GM that's on the same page. Had coordinators that do exactly what they like to do. Work together in unison. Focused. No days off. Hungry for football. Been to four straight AFC championship games. But he's been to two Super Bowls and he's won one. So the career has gotten better in Kansas City, whether you believe it or not, Andy Reid's career in Kansas City much better than the one in Philadelphia. Matt Nagy, not the greatest career in Chicago. Had a playoff run. And then it fell flat on its face. And now, like Pete Sweeney said, he comes back home, moves in with mom and dad. Got to figure out what kind of man do I want to be? I know what I should be, but what do I want to be? And right now it starts with being the quarterback's coach and getting on the same page and getting back to that level with Patrick Mahomes and realizing, hey, I know Alex taught you this. I taught Alex that, so I know what works and what doesn't work. And one thing it does give you question for is what that means for Eric Bieniemy. And as Pete Sweeney said, they got a saying in Chicago called the last dance. And they got a saying in Kansas City that this is the Sutton year. And if this is the end for Eric Bieniemy, it means it is the beginning for one Matt Nagy as the future as the offensive coordinator. When we come back, the future of the NFL is in Germany, and I'll tell you exactly why. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Kind of like a Black Pumas vibe. 
like to mix it up, you know? Yeah. I do like that about you. Always got some some good tunes rolling in on the... Uh, what, whatever good tunes we're able to find in this yeah. generic library. Of that ours, is right? kind of crazy how that completely like killed the vibe of a producer's role. I mean, I'm just a glorified button pusher at this point. Yeah, because I remember when I first started, there was no issue with... Uh, Playing real real music, you know, yeah. giving it your a little touch of your own, you know, right? Some colorful splashes here because, like, you you kind of tell, like, because all right, to peel back the curtain, let's do it, let's do it. That's like, what we're here for. As a producer, you're supposed to be heard by. Now, this is code. I I prefer my producers to chime in, but like as a producer's role, you're supposed to be heard by not using your voice. I guess is how they. They coined it in college and how our old boss, By John Hanson. By the extra content that you're able to bring to yeah. the show. Like, you're supposed to get the best out of your on-air talent and set them up for the best amount of success you possibly can. Now, there are some people that will use their producer as a strictly audio cutter and, uh, you know, bump music player. That's just what they want. There are some people that'll say, all right, you know what we do during this. You kind of put your splash on it. But back when we were first starting to do this, there was, you could just open up YouTube and play music. And that's kind of what built my relationship with Henry Lake and Jay Binkley as I started my career. Is there was one time we were playing uh, music coming back from a break, and it was Lionel Richie. And, of course, Henry Lake goes, what do you know about Lionel Richie? And I said, well, what do you want to know? You want me to go back to the old days? Do you want me to go back to the, you know, the 80s? You want me to hit the 90s? And then I told them a story that I had purchased a Chevy Impala, a 2006 version. And I put Lionel Richie's greatest hits into my CD player because that's the only CD I had at the moment in my car. Love it. And the CD would not eject. And it was oh, no. it was just stuck in there. So if I wanted to listen to a CD, it had to be Lionel Richie's greatest hits. So then I had to figure out, okay, how am I going to dive into Lionel Richie and figure out what music I like most? Because at the time when I did that, the only songs I knew were Hello and All Night Long. And then I fell in love with Dancing on the Ceiling and Penny Lover. Great, great. And then, you know, got into the group version of Lionel Richie where I started listening to Stuck on You. And once, two times, three times a lady. You're, bl- you're blowing me away right now. And I'm telling you. Blowing me of, away right now. A lot of knowledge on Lionel Richie. Right. And so then I started just being able to play music that I liked. And some days it would hit and some days it wouldn't hit. And you kind of got to know who I was for a short period of time on the types of music that I played now. Unfortunately, before they crushed all of our hopes right. and dreams because you know? of, you know, licensing all and all of that, people are 100%. They are, uh, they have the rights to their music, but we are affiliated with several right. radio stations. Now right? we have generic music that you play that you can type in a, a band and they'll give you something that is somewhat close to it, which it's kind of, sort of, but so not really. Far, yeah, so far away. <laughs> um, but it is what it is, right? There's there's nothing we can do about it. Just like there's nothing we can do about the NFL expanding its brand, right? Well done, sir. And if thank you. 
And if you're very passionate about your brand and you're very, very locked in on getting your brand to evolve in uncharted territory, it does not take a rocket scientist to figure this out. You are going to send your best product there. And that's exactly what the NFL is doing when they are expected to be the first NFL game played in Munich. Munich is a seven-hour difference from here to there, in case you were wondering. Nothing official yet, but the NFL wants to make an announcement soon. And why not? Baseball's screwing it up enough to where the NFL can just slide right in and do nothing and still win. But it sounds like the NFL wants the Chiefs, who have a very close connection to FC Bayern Munich, push to play in Munich and get home rights. Now, this will, A, one, for those of you wondering, be considered a road game for the Chiefs, and the team that they are most likely to match up against will be none other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At this very moment, now all that can change. Not saying that the Chiefs will be the team, but like the Chiefs, the Buccaneers have also secured the NFL marketing rights for Germany. So both teams are very interested in playing in Munich. An exact date for the game is still open, but it's likely to be around October, November. And I present you with this. How great of a time to have the NFL in Germany during its biggest national holiday that is Oktoberfest. It's a marketing genius plan. Let's take a time where everybody in our country lets loose, has fun, enjoys themselves, and let's throw football on top of it. Because what does everybody do when it's football time? Enjoy yourself, have a few drinks, and have fun. Oh, by the way, what if you're a football fan in America and one of your biggest bucket lists is Oktoberfest in Munich. The NFL knows that. Not like how Mark Zuckerberg knows every single move you make, but they know that its brand goes hand-in-hand with the party vibe. Why do you think the Super Bowl is so successful? Why do you think people think Monday after the Super Bowl should be considered a national holiday? Why do people want the Super Bowl to be played on Saturday? Because most of the time when you watch the Super Bowl, you engage in a few soda pops. You enjoy with food that you probably shouldn't be eating on a daily basis. And you let loose, you let your guard down, you have fun. I assume the same for Oktoberfest in Germany. I'm as simplistic as I would love to go to Oktoberfest in Herman, Missouri. Been to Herman a few times. Love it. Can only imagine what it's like to go watch the Chiefs in Germany. Now, the greatest part about all of this is how we started this whole conversation. And that is, if you're really good at something, and a lot of people, mainly the unanimous amount of people, know it, believe it, and can sell it, they're going to send that to do just that. And this, to me, is a pure example of 
that Patrick Mahomes is the face of the NFL. And the NFL knows that. We don't know what the hell's going on with Aaron Rodgers. We don't know if it's over. We don't know if it's one more year. Run it back with Devontae and Green Bay. Then go do whatever you want. But let's try to do it one more time in Green Bay. We've been the number one seed the last two years. I've been the MVP the last two years. Nothing's really fallen off. I can still do this. That's not your face. Joe Burrow, haven't heard anything about Joe Burrow since the Super Bowl loss. It's Patrick Mahomes. That's the answer. And what do you do? You send the sidearm throwing, no-look passing, running like a senior citizen to the huddle guy who has Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, and all the excitement of football who's been representing the AFC the last four years in the AFC Championship game was one other team who's been at the Super Bowl two the last four, four years and who's been ex- extremely successful in the first four years as a starter. You send that to new territory to see if it's going to work because I'll promise you this. There will be a seven- or eight-year-old kid from Munich, Germany, whose walls are decorated in either BVB or Byron Munich gear. For those of you that don't know BVB, go look it up. Because there's a kid named Victor Hovland that's a very, very... Not Victor, that's a golfer. But there's kids in Germany whose walls are decorated in Byron Munich gear, BVB gear. No Chiefs gear. No Patrick Mahomes stuff. But there'll be an eight-year-old that'll go to that game. And I can't promise that Mahomes is going to do something special that game. Or that he's going to make something great that game. But if he does, that eight-year-old German kid is now a Chiefs fan. But not only that, now they're an NFL fan. The same way that all of us over here in America that play FIFA, that have never seen these great, Soccer players or football players play like a Lionel Messi in person or like a Cristiano Ronaldo in person. And boy, you got the opportunity to see that person live and they did do something great. Guess what? You're going to remember that. And that guy is going to be stored away in your memory. That moment's going to be in your thought process. And that's going to be the moment where you were like, I was all in. That's what you do with Mahomes. That's what you do with your brand in the NFL. You go put it over in Germany where the Chiefs are already like partners and they're down to to do this in Bayern Munich's home stadium. And if Tom Brady could have just held on for one more year, boy, you'd have had a dream matchup. Because guess who was on the cover of Madden the last year? Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Video games, my friend, are global. NFL is trying to do exactly that. We come back. Rusty Koontz really turned it around, and Josh Furnier said something that, well, the Patrick Mahomes conversation continues to go. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
You learn something new every day. 816, Oktoberfest is in September to bring in the harvest in October. So it's... So Oktoberfest isn't... In October in itself. October. Could have fooled me. Yeah. Love your show and takes. Keep up the amazing work. Well, thank you. I don't know if it's amazing work, but I will appreciate that word anytime it pops up. Borderline mediocre, but it's fine. I was going to say, yeah. A little mediocre. Thank you to the uh, one listener, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Thanks to Pete Sweeney joining the show earlier tonight. Thanks to Josh Vernier joining the show. If you missed it all on the podcast, just go to the 610 sportsradio.com page. It's all there for you. Pink at night. Check up at the date. Julio Sanchez always doing his due diligence there and getting things rolling and ready to go, but they're there. Um, Hope you're all staying safe. TMZ puts up an article. Can you guess what the gorgeous Shannon Elizabeth looks like now, 23 years after American Pie? Doesn't matter. She's always Nadia to me. All right. I'll take her. Yeah. Shannon Elizabeth. I also underrated movie she was in, 13 Ghosts. Ah, that's true. I actually enjoyed that movie. I did. Underrated. I'll, I'll agree with you. I thought the concept was was a little odd. Um, obviously, I hate child uh, actors, most of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought 13 ghosts was going to, was going to suck and it turned out it was actually pretty enjoyable. So I don't know if there's a list out there of movies that you thought were going to be terrible, but then they ended up being pretty good. Ant-Man was another one, but I think I went into that with low expectations. I'm Julio. I'm telling you this right now. I am juiced for Batman. See, and, and I'm, I'm not, you're trying to get there after, after the whole Ben Affleck thing. I mean, that was just. So you don't uh, think Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson can do it? No, I, I, okay. I, I, I mean, I've I've heard good things. I mean, I there's been a lot of George good Clooney reviews, could. but I mean, I mean, you got to. They're no Christian Bale, you know. Yeah, but I mean, that's like I don't know. I think if we had a debate where we talked about the best Batman there was, I think Christian Bale might be at the top. I don't know if there's. I, I mean, I get it. You. Michael Keaton will probably take a lot of votes. I was gonna say it, it's neck and neck between Michael Keaton and and. Uh, but the competition Christian isn't Bale. really fair, right? You got Ben Affleck, George Clooney, Adam West. Am I missing anybody? I don't think so. So, it's tough. But I'm willing to give this one a try. I like the dark atmosphere that it is being uh, that's being broadcast. I like the fact they're getting the Riddler involved. Um, but we'll see. March fourth, I got some. I, don't a- know. I got some movie passes I got to use, and I think I'm going to use them on that one. We're leaving uh, Val Kilmer out, by the way. Oh yeah, Val. Right? Forgot about Val. He was there with uh, with Jim Carrey as the Riddler that's and right. Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that movie a lot. Still do. We'll still watch it and still get down with it. How'd you, how'd you like Mr. Freeze? Well, that was the next one with, uh, next with Clooney. One. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to kick Cotham's so eyes. Bad. So yeah. bad, but so good. What's crazy is that they had to have read-throughs of that script and hear Arnold deliver those Mr. Freeze lines and still be like, it's, I think we got something I think here. We got, this is, this is yeah, special. Right. This is special. Not into it. Um, 
One thing that I am into is what Rusty Koontz told Josh Vernier, that Josh Vernier then tweeted out the quote that he said on his hot stove show Thursday nights. And again, you can catch Vern every single Thursday here on 610 Sports Radio at 6 p.m. on Vern's Hot Stove. And I thought this was an interesting thing that he compared to because it was about two weeks ago I came out here and I said that I think Bobby Wood Jr. could be the next Mike Trout, and damn it, was I wrong. He's not Mike Trout. Rusty Koontz, quote, not too many 21-year-olds that are five-tool players that bring the kind of energy, smile, and exuberance. Last time I've seen a smile and energy like that was Ken Griffey Jr. Every day, he'd bring the smile, the energy, and tool belt. That's what Bobby brings. The one thing they have in common is their competitiveness. Man, they compete. So you're, talk, you're taking all that talent, all that energy, all that youth, and now you're bringing in the competitiveness in it too? Yeah. You got a pretty good player on your hands. End quote. One, Rusty Koontz. That made me think. Because when I go back and I think about what Ken Griffey Jr. meant to me in my lifetime, I was not there when junior and senior go back to back in one game. I was not there when Griffey wore the original Seattle Mariner uniform. I was on Ken Griffey Jr. in about 1993. And I believe junior came into the league 89-90. But it didn't take long for me to realize that I was going to give up everything to be a Ken Griffey Jr. fan when it came to baseball. I had posters in my room. I had a Seattle Mariners hat. I wore the number 24. I had swingman shoes. I loved the colors gray, teal, and black. I could tell you the opening day roster of the Seattle Mariners. I even almost told myself that Randy Johnson was attractive. What's wrong with you? Because Ken Griffey Jr. is what was wrong with me. And I know that I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one whose top three favorite games in Nintendo 64's arsenal is Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest, Mario Kart, Goldeneye. I'm not the only one who was implicating Ken Griffey Jr.'s batting stance when I played in Little League games and my teammates would come back and say, you're not Ken Griffey Jr. And the reason why Ken Griffey Jr. was so successful is the way that Rusty Koontz describes him. Having all facets of talent, speed, power, elusiveness, defensive, running. Bobby Wood Jr. embodies all of that. Ken Griffey Jr. was never shy on the main stage of the show because his father was always there showing him the way. Hey, one day, if you really want to do this, this is how we do it. Here's so-and-so, here's blah, 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 and here's where we go after this. There's the stadium. This is what 40,000 people look like. And then when it was time, all that talent, that was already there, that was God-given, that was already in their body and already ready to go, was there. The comfortableness of the atmosphere was already there. And when you put that together, it explodes 
and to superstardom. And that's what it sounds like we might be having with Bobby Witt Jr. And of course, so far, the track record is there. And it kind of sounds a little bit how Vern described it earlier tonight. To neither one of us can say with 100% certainty that he is going to be uh, Mike Trout, Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, that is, it, it doesn't feel right to say, but, you know, comparing him to Patrick Mahomes doesn't feel right. But, Dusty, I just keep coming back to that. Everything about this young man, uh, the 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 things that people in baseball that know a lot more than you and I about this game, the things that they say about him are the same things that football men and women said about Patrick Mahomes before he debuted. I mean, you remember Jay Binkley on this station going on and on about Mahomes is going to be the greatest football player ever. Brett Veach told me he's the greatest prospect he's ever seen. And, just going, and it sounded, I laughed. At Binkley, I told him he was just, uh, you know, getting the people going a little bit too much, and he turned out to be right. So you might be right with Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, the reason is, yeah, I, I, I do think a lot of it goes back to that upbringing. Now I'll, I'll, I'll make mention, you know, Mondesi's old man played in the big leagues as well, uh, but but Mondesi, I, I don't believe, has ever showcased, uh, even when I, when I first met him when he was you know, 18, 19, uh, he didn't have that uh, unrelenting self-confidence uh, that, that Bobby Witt Jr. does. I, I don't know if Mondi was an insecure young man, but he was just so much more reserved and unsure of himself. Bobby knows he's good, and it all comes very easy to him. Uh, Mondesi uh, needs to be told when he was young, needed to be you know, patted on the back, and yes, you are good. Even though the game comes to him just as easy, I don't know if the self-confidence was as abundant as it is with Bobby. And there it is. And none other than 610 Sports Radio's Royals insider, Josh Verner. So if you can't get on board with the Ken Griffey Jr. comps because of, not because of what the talent may be, but because of where the career is going to start, maybe look across the parking lot. And look at one Patrick Mahomes, who also, in the same sense, in the same sport of baseball, was brought up that way, was discipled that way by his father. And now we see what Patrick Mahomes has done in the NFL, taking the league by storm as the face of the league within five years. What's that mean for Bobby Wood Jr.? I don't know. But baseball better get it figured out quickly, man, because I need some Bobby Wood Jr. at third base on opening day. I need a dog. I need nachos. And I need a beer with all of you. We come back, we have a little bit of fun, and we thank everybody and get out of here on a Friday night. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in on 610 Sports Radio. Final segment of the night on a Friday night before we get to kick you off into your weekend. 
Thanks for joining us tonight. If you missed anything, podcast page 610sportsradio.com. Thanks to Pete Sweeney. Thanks to Joshua Vernier. Thanks to Julio Sanchez tonight for producing this thing. A little bit of a tease. I will be back Sunday from 9 until noon. I will not be alone. I will be with Nick Schrute or Nick Short, however you like to see that. Also, thanks to the kind people of law enforcement for finding that man's grandfather the other night who was out and about on a silver alert. They did find him. He is safe and sound, so that's good to see there. Um, Never had one of those hit so close to home type of deals. We talked about that a little bit earlier tonight as the most underrated running back in NFL history, and it seemed that the most common answer of all was Jamal Charles, which was quite interesting there. Nine one three, Dan and KCK. Hey, Dusty, I'm doing good. How are you? Things with you? What's up with Rodgers? I'll be surprised if he comes back to the Packers. And Russell Wilson, some say he will stay in Seattle, and some say he will go. And why won't the owners give the players what they want? Take care, Dusty. Well, to elaborate on that a little bit more, um, I think the owners obviously are holding serve when it comes to baseball. I think the baseball players are holding serve. Um, But I think they both found out yesterday that there will be no makeup games. There will be no paid uh, money for those games to the players that miss those games. And I think we get to a decision by Sunday. That's my bold take on that. But one thing I think that's funny, we used to do this on a show I did on Saturday mornings called Out of Bounds with Nick Price, is... You'll find at the end of the week that there were some articles that maybe you skipped on that maybe you didn't think were true, but oh, baby, they're true. And I found a couple of those on your Friday night here at 850. You can get a little bit more risque with things. And the first one I thought that was funny, it's no secret in today's society, what's going on in the world. Um, But this is from one Twitter feed that I found. The sanction nobody is talking about is that People in Russia that are users who attempted to visit Pornhub were quite literally blocked by a message of a private part that told them that the content has been stopped and then a Ukrainian flag was then sent in the picture as well. Brilliant. Right. That is brilliant. So for those of you that uh, find humor in that. A lot um, of people are going to go unsatisfied tonight. Yeah. Um, and other news, um, I guess sometimes you just got to find the job that best fits you. Uh, a woman quits her job to breastfeed her boyfriend full time. According to the son, Jennifer Mulford left her job as a bartender so she could produce enough milk for her boyfriend full time. She said she was single when she found a website about adult breastfeeding and in relationships and quote says, I've always enjoyed my breasts. Being touched during sex more than anything else. What? So I knew I would enjoy staying home breastfeeding instead of working in a bar. Some people enjoy, right? Some people enjoy different jobs, Julio. You can't always say that, uh, that your job is better than somebody else's because someone will counteract and say that they then have a better job than you do. Um, also, in the weird news that maybe you missed is in the metaverse... You're familiar with that? You know how the metaverse works, right? 
You can just tap in on your Oculus and go somewhere else that no one else can get to unless, in fact, they are also in the Oculus metaverse. But it is apparently allowing kids to go to virtual strip clubs. hey So apparently you need virtual no. Virtual boobies. You need, you need no. A lot of boobs here. But you need no ID it's in true. the metaverse. Very true. The metaverse scares the living hell out of me. I'll be honest with you. Because Mark Zuckerberg scares the hell out of me. Ever since I saw his video of him explaining how they're going to grill meats, and when he came out of the water in full surf gear and his face is completely uh, (laughs) white and it just looks like an actual horror movie figure, I just, I don't know what to think when it comes to that. Sounds interesting, though. I mean, no, no ID needed. Uh, Yeah, you just pay Metaverse. All right. Yep. Uh, In other news that we saw outside of the sports world that maybe you missed this week, this coming Monday, uh, this week, police offered a teen McDonald's in the exchange for a confession to a crime someone else committed. I ask you, Julio, at what amount of food would somebody have to give you to where you start talking? You're 15 years old, by the way. I mean, I guess it depends on the crime, right? Apparently, McDonald's was it. I mean, it's going to take a little bit more than McDonald's. It's even at even at that age. Come on. Okay. McDouble, it's not going to do it for me. Not quite enough. Maybe some Chick-fil-A. We might be able to talk, but not. Two sandwiches or one from Chick-fil-A, and they ask you to give a name. Again, depends on the severity of the crime and and how I know this person. But uh, give me some chicken nuggets, spicy chicken sandwich, some waffle fries. We can talk. To give you some background of the story. Some lemonade, you know. Labeled as a would-be murderer, 15-year-old Martel Williams was spent two nights last week in lockup, and the police department was wrongfully accused of a shooting at a local dollar store employee in the face. On February 4th, surveillance photos of the suspect were released by the police department in the immediate aftermath of the shooting. The officer said that multiple people came to him and said it was me, said Martel Williams. The teen wrongfully accused of the shooting to the employee, the high school freshman, who was also on the basketball team, was confirmed to be at the game in that time period of the shooting, a time-stamped photograph provided the family and helped clear his name. But the damage had already been done. Williams was pulled, off, pulled out of class in front of all of his classmates. The dean came down, quote, and got me by and walked me to her office. And once I reached her office, there were two police officers. Williams said, as soon as I got in, they, did tell me, they didn't tell me anything, say nothing to me. They just said, you're under arrest. Flanked by his mother and the attorney the morning, Williams said officers offered him McDonald's in exchange for a confession. He didn't know what he was being accused of. They didn't even tell him a shooting was involved, said Kevin O'Connor, Williams' attorney. They just said, hey, it, was your, it wasn't your fault. Just tell us who you were defending yourself. Just tell us, just tell us you were defending yourself. Just go ahead and tell us you were there, and we'll, get you, and we'll let you go home. And while Williams' attorney said the teenager's record has been expunged, he has been calling for immediate public apology that will clear the teenager's yeah. name before he goes back to school yeah. on Tuesday. Oh, McDonald's is going to be worth that. Oh, what? gosh. Oh, we'll give you a Big Mac. You just tell nonsense, us who did it, right? Let's we'll give you a six piece. We'll call it even. It's fine. Ugh. It's fine. And last but not least, New Zealand plays the Macarena on repeat to flush out protesters. I ask you, Julio, and maybe the text line: What song would you have to hear on repeat to where you're just like, you know what? That's it. I mean, normally something like this on the spot would take me a minute, but I can tell you right now, it's that 
stupid Applebee's song. Mm. If I have to hear that one more time, that's up there for I'm me. I'm gonna punch myself in the face. I think mine's the A B C D E F U. If I heard that over and over and over and over again, or Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, I'm I can out. Do that a couple times, but not the, over on repeat. The, the Applebee's, man, I, I'm out after one. Okay. I, I as will, soon as I hear it, I will tell you this: the girlfriend, the girlfriend likes country music. That's not even country. She's I, she's I a big fan of it. She doesn't even listen to that. I change the channel when the Applebee's commercial comes on. It's, it's the worst. It is the, wor- the worst. I don't even want an Oreo shake anymore. No. No. I'm it makes me serious. not want to go to Applebee's because Ugh. of that. They're, they're, on, they're on my dead to me list. <laughs> well, um, at least they don't coin it when, when you're there, your family. That's always good. <laughs> um, but, I, but I'm with you. I am a, I'm a big hater of that song because I'm not... Uh, I'm not going to go there on a Friday night, on a date night, but uh, those were the weird stories that I came across this week that I thought were interesting. I don't Wasn't know. Wasn't that the AFC Championship game halftime show? Something like that? Was that what it was? I believe it was. I huh. believe it was, unfortunately. So When was Nelly? Divisional round? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Mm. Mm. Can't wait to see who gets announced next year at the halftime show. As long as it's not Applebee's guy, I'm fine. I don't think he's going to be around when it's going to be yeah, time it's for one hit wonder show. written all over it, right? You'd think hopefully. Well, tonight's been fun. Sunday might get a little bit more carried away. It'll be Nick Schrute or Nick short. However you want to pronounce Schrute. it. It'll be he and I on Sunday from nine to noon until then. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the weather that is coming. Stay warm, stay safe. And as always be nice to somebody out there. It's the cooler thing to do. There's a lot of turmoil going on in this world, and the best thing you can do is lead by example. That's what my dad always told me. Solid advice. So that's what I tell you with the power of the microphone. Julio, stay warm, brother. Stay cool as well. <laughs> to all of you that listen tonight, thank you. To Pete Sweeney, to Josh Vernier, thank you. To Steven Spector for letting me do this one more time. I appreciate it. I'm out. Cheers. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.